Pepe Escobar. August 25, 2021. The Persian Gulf harbors an array of extremely compromising secrets. Near the top is the Afghan heroine Ratlin, with the United Arab Emirates, UAE, positioned as the golden note of a transnational, trillion-dollar heroin money laundering operation. Originally posted on Lou Rockwell homepage on January 18, 2021. In this 21st-century opium war, crops harvested in Afghanistan are essentially feeding the heroin market not only in Russia and Iran but especially in the U.S. Up to 93% of the world's opium comes from Afghanistan. Contrary to predominant Western perception, this is not an Afghan-Taliban operation. The key questions, never asked by Atlantis's circles, are who buys the opium harvests, refines them into heroin, controls the export routes, and then sell them for humongous profit compared to what the Taliban have locally imposed in taxes. The hegemonic narrative rules that Washington bombed Afghanistan in 2001 in self-defense after 9-11, installed a democratic government, and after 16 years never de facto left because this is a key note in the global war on terror GGWOT, against al-Qaeda and the Taliban alike. Washington spent over $100 billion in Afghan reconstruction. And, allegedly, $8.4 billion in counter-narcotics programs. Operation Enduring Freedom, along with the liberation of Iraq, have cost an astonishing several trillion dollars. And still the heroin Ratlin, out of occupied Afghanistan, thrives. Qui bono? Have a seeker. An exhaustive Afghanistan opium survey details the steady rise of Afghan opium production as well as the sprawl in production areas. In 2016, opium production had increased by approximately 25 times in relation to its 2001 levels, from 185 tons in 2001 to 4,800 tons in 2016. Another exhaustive report issued by the delightful acronym Seeker, Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, even hints, discreetly, at the crucial connection, Operation Enduring Freedom Feeding America's Heroin Epidemic. Greater than Afghanistan is infested by contractors, numbers vary from 10,000 to tens of thousands. Military and ex-military alike can be reasonably pinpointed as players in the heroin Ratlin, in many cases for personal profit. But the clincher concerns the financing of U.S. intel black ops that should not by any means come under scrutiny by the U.S. Congress. A Gulf-based intel source with vast experience across the Pentagon-designated arc of instability tells the story of his interaction with an Australian intel operative who served in Afghanistan. This was about 2011. He said he gave U.S. Army intelligence and the CIA reports on the Afghan heroin trade, that U.S. military convoys from the ports of Pakistan were being used to ship the heroin out of Afghanistan, much of it was raw opium, for distribution as their backhaul. No one answered. He then cornered the key Army intelligence operations and CIA at a meeting and asked why no action was taken. The answer was that the goal of the U.S. was winning the hearts and minds of the population and giving them the poppies to grow on their hearts. He was then warned that if he brought this issue up again he would be returned to Australia in a body bag. Greater than the source is adamant, CIA external operations are financed from these profits. The charge that the Taliban was using the heroin trade to finance their operations was a fabrication and a form of misdirection. And that brings us to a key motive behind President Trump's going against his instincts and accepting a new Afghan surge, in the tradition of the opium wars of perfidious Albion in the 19th century, in which opium paid for tea and silk from India, 
and the taxes on these silk and tea imports financed the construction of the mighty British Navy which ruled the seas, the CIA has built itself up into a most powerful agent based on the trillion-dollar heroin trade. It is impossible for Trump to overcome it as he has no allies to tap. The military are working together with the CIA, and therefore the officers that surround Trump are worthless. None of this deviates from the CIA's modus operandi. Past examples abound. The most notorious concerns the Golden Triangle during the Vietnam War, when the CIA imposed a food-for-opium scheme on Hmong tribesmen from Laos, complete with a heroin refinery at the CIA headquarters in northern Laos and the setup of nefarious Air America to export the opium. The whole story was exposed on Professor Alfred McCoy's seminal The Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia, which drove Langley nuts. A contemporary counterpart would be a recent book by Italian journalist Enrico Piovasana detailing the new opium war in Afghanistan. The Return of Air America A Pakistani intel source with vast Pashtun-slash-tribal area contacts delves into even more incendiary territory, according to our best information the CIA has brought in their Al-Qaeda Daesh proxies into Afghanistan to justify the additional American troops. That would neatly tie in with Trump being cornered by his generals. Greater than and then, there's Moscow. Last week, the Russian foreign ministry was adamantly denouncing foreign fighters transferred by unknown helicopters as the perpetrators of a massacre of Hazara Shiites in a northern Afghanistan province. It seems that the command of the NATO forces controlling the Afghan sky stubbornly refuses to notice these incidents. It does not get more serious than that. Moscow denouncing sectors of the U.S.-trained Afghan armed forces side-by-side with NATO engaged in covert ops supporting jihadis. Russian intel has hinted, discreetly, for quite some time that U.S. intel is covertly sponsoring Daesh, a.k.a. ISIS Khorasan, in Afghanistan. Russian intel is very much aware of the Afghan chapter in the new great game. Russian citizens are collateral damage of the Afghan heroin ratlin as much as Americans. The Russian foreign ministry is tracking how tons of chemicals are being illegally imported into Afghanistan from, among others, Italy, France and the Netherlands, and how the US and NATO are doing absolutely nothing to contain the heroin ratlin. Well, Air America, after all, never died. It just relocated from the jungles of Southeast Asia to the arid crossroads of Central and South Asia. If you appreciate this kind of enlightened public education material, relevant to peacemaking, Please help TFF to publish more like this. We are entirely people-financed and therefore truly independent and trustworthy. Pepe Escobar is the roving correspondent for Asia Times and an analyst for The Real News. This article draws from his new book, Obama Does Globalistan. He may be reached at pepezia at yahoo.com.